0: Alignment is congruence of intention, whereas agreement is congruence of opinion. That's a quote by integral philosopher Yasuhiko Genku Kimura. This is Walking Your Talk, a personal development podcast about leadership, authenticity, and courage. I'm Carolyn Taylor, and I've spent my life working with leaders in organizations on how to change their culture, but this is much more personal. If you want to be known as someone who walks your talk at work and beyond, then this podcast is for you. This is the final episode in the series on One Team. And we're covering the mindsets and behaviours required to work across boundaries and operate enterprise-wide, whichever group you choose to call or consider your enterprise and with whom you want to align with the shared goals and purpose, philosophy, identity. The whole series has been about removing silos between groups of people for the benefit of a larger, broader whole. This week, I'll talk about alignment and what it actually requires from each of us to contribute to that, because it's often confused with agreement, and it's alignment that you need to cultivate a one-team culture, not agreement. When I talk about alignment to people, they often say that they have a challenge because they see that their goals, or those of their team, or their needs, are not necessarily in alignment with the bigger entity of which the team sits. And almost always their affinity lies with the smaller team. I think we're hardwired to look after the needs of our immediate family first. It's a survival drive. So to overcome that does take some effort. And often one of the exercises I do with clients is that I interview members of a team ahead of running some form of workshop with them. And when I ask them about their challenges or their role, most of them reply associated with the immediate team. I can think of one particular team where they were a division of a big organization. And every single one but one spoke just about what we need to do locally. And one person spoke about there was a new CEO coming and had a whole lot of different aspirations. And she was the only one who said, part of our challenge is we need to find out what this person needs, this leader needs, and we need to fulfill those goals for him. I come back three years later, and guess who's the person who's been promoted? It's very interesting to watch, because she was the one who saw the bigger picture. So when there appears to be a conflict, in my experience, if you go up a level or two, that conflict starts to dissolve. It's at the micro level that the conflict becomes really great. And I think this is where the difference between alignment and agreement really comes in. Because agreement means that my opinion and your opinion on how we're going to do things has to be the same. That does make things easier. But sometimes that's not possible to achieve. And we spend a huge amount of effort actually trying to achieve it. Especially if we've got a strong dose of besting or one-upmanship going on. That competitive drive then causes us to spend more and more time and energy trying to prove that we're right. And it makes it so much more difficult then to back down or to concede. And yet in the bigger scheme of things, often both options or both points of view have merit. And probably both of them could work. So aiming for agreement will often lead, in my view, to a lot of right-wrong thinking. And even if both parties are being quite constructive... It might result in having to agree to disagree. Alignment, however, occurs when everyone is able to say, I can support this. I can live with this decision. I can make this work. You know, I once watched an improv group. It's highly recommended for corporate functions, actually. They were called the Showstoppers. They were based out of London. And they had it at this event that I was at. And what I noticed was that one character would speak and in what they said, they actually then directed the story into a new direction. So they might say, oh, we have to go to hospital now because you know our fathers had a heart attack. And everyone else in the group then immediately jumped onto that theme that this person had introduced and added to that storyline. And yet if they'd been in the lead in that moment, they would have taken things in a different direction. And they might think they would have taken it in a better direction. You know, maybe they would all have gone off on the train to some new adventure. And what was so amazing, and I'd never seen it so clearly as I did with this improvisation group, was that once the person who had led and initiated this new theme of a story had started, the way everybody else just dropped any other ideas that they had and worked on making that story the best story that it possibly could be. So in that moment... That person, the first person, had the role of shaping the story and everyone else just jumped onto the role of following it. Now you transfer that into a one-team scenario and sometimes you will have the role of shaping the story, of being the one who jumps in and takes it into a new direction. And other times you have the role of watching someone else do that and then jumping on and following and improving the line that they started. And it's your role that determines which one you play, not how clever you are and not what you might have done differently if you had had the role. It often happens, I find, for instance, between head office and a region because different roles will see situations from a different perspective. Some will see them further into the future. Some will see them with less of a helicopter view. Some of them will see them closer from the customer, And you essentially have to work out when are the occasions when each person is taking that lead and then allow yourself to then follow everybody else. And that is what alignment really means. That's how I see it as actually playing out. So yes, speak up always. And yes, speak your mind and give your worldview as you see it from where you sit. But then align yourself Behind the decision that gets made and work out how you can help and be more concerned about that alignment than about getting agreement. Because somebody else's idea implemented with your real support and your ingenuity will be more successful than your own brilliant idea implemented in isolation from the broader direction. So, wherever the group is headed, that's in the end where you have to head. And you contribute far more to shaping that from the inside than you do from standing outside and trying to do it your own way. So there's a humility in this. There's a humility in being part of a greater group, which is essential to one team achieving its goals. And that humility, I think, comes in service of the greater purpose, the greater idea, whatever it is that actually brings you together with these other, other people. Now, if you're fundamentally misaligned to that higher level purpose, to that goals of that larger group, so much so that you feel out of integrity, then I think you have a different question to answer. And that question really is, maybe you shouldn't be in the group at all. But as long as you're aligned to that greater purpose, then everything that I've been saying in this episode you'll find really makes a big difference, both to your own peace of mind and also to the good of the group. So the exercise for this week is to find somewhere where you don't agree, but where you might be able to align, and which decisions that are being made at the moment could that apply to. Find one this week and feel out what it would actually take for you to fully align. Speak up, absolutely, have the conversation, and then align. Not grudgingly so, not kind of, oh yeah, I'll go along with that, but fully grab hold of that storyline and make it the best story it could be. What would you have to let go of to do that? You might find you'll still hold your opinion that there would have been another way, better, but you can totally let go of your attachment to it. You might have to let go of being right. Of being the hero, you might have to let go of judgments that you have about the other person and explore how that feels and explore what it takes in you to fully commit, nevertheless, to align and then to move forward with the intention of one team. And go broad in this exercise, not just in your organization, but maybe in your profession, maybe in your planet, wherever you want to play with it. What does it take for you to align? So that brings to a close the series on One Team. And I very much hope as a result of this that we've given some insights, some different ways of looking at it and some opportunities for you to actually step up, take that helicopter view and start playing on a bigger stage and recognizing the contribution you can make there, which is way bigger than what you're making right now. Thank you so much. And I'll see you next week with a new series.